0: This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 26. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Uh, Today we're going to talk about a couple different things, in particular to kind of the evolution and the growth of floorball. As we see more and more people kind of just become aware that the sport exists and Kind of build it up from there. Uh, I mean, that's just the natural progression of things is that as more and more people find it from a consumer standpoint, we're going to start seeing more and more people, uh, more and more bi- people jump into businesses, more current brands kind of dabble into the space a little bit more than currently are. And you know, depending on who you are and depending on what your kind of process is, you may or may not like uh, or appreciate that. Or on some cases, you may think that having a large brand, in particular, is is going to be the the next level for the sport. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if a brand such as Nike or Adidas were to get into the space, it would definitely raise the level of awareness and of the sport across the world. I mean, just looking at that, but that. Is not always going to be a magic bullet, and I think that's kind of one of the struggles you run into is we're a lot of times looking for that magic bullet to get the, to the next level, and it's not always the case. You know, the evolution of any anything in particular can take time, and it can rocket to, to the top very quickly. I would say most cases in regards to the sport, we're still, you know, a ways out on where I think it's it, it could be, and it definitely hasn't reached anywhere near its plateau on uh, on its potential. And frankly, that's really exciting because I think the more uh, this grows, uh, the more we're going to see some some interesting brands kind of start to jump in that are not currently floorball brands and i 'm talking about specifically you know hockey manufacturers uh, and things like that where they are going to uh, and frankly, I know that they are already looking at uh, floorball and trying to figure out how do they uh, how do they get into that space and you know it 's interesting when you look at kind of the evolution of hockey and, you've, and you're not necessarily just ice hockey but then you 've got Street hockey, ball hockey, whatever you want to call it. Then you've got roller hockey. You've got kind of a mix of of variations to the sport. Then you have floorball. And so they're kind of all in this general stick space, if you will. And there's a lot of of pretty well-established brands, CCM, Bauer, uh, Sherwood, things like that, that are are definitely out there for the hockey uh, side of things. And in, and then sub- subsequently, right there for the street hockey game as well, um, that are going to uh, to be looking at how do they how do they get into that floorball space? And we've seen this already kind of happen before, where Sherwood uh, had a floorball stick uh, out on the market for a little while. And it was, uh, was you know, sold in a couple of different places, but it was sold on like Dick's Sporting Goods, and uh, it was out for a little while, and then it disappeared. And then now, in the last couple of months, uh, you see the NHL branded Franklin stick uh, jump onto the market as well, and again sold at Dick's Sporting Goods, and um, and, and there's definitely a, a mix of reaction. For folks, some of them are really for it. Some of them maybe aren't for different reasons. And I think it just comes back to where are you looking? You know, if if, um, if having a branded NHL stick is one of those things that that uh, gets people to start and gets them into the sport, I don't see anything wrong with that, frankly. Because in, in time, what they're going to do is they're going to have to evolve into uh, a higher higher end stick that Franklin doesn't currently make and you've already got a number of other brands XL, unihawk fat pipe salming uh, that are already out there making those high-end sticks and and sticks as well that um, you know it's if it's the nhl in a smaller market uh, for franklin in particular is is going to push those sticks to get them out there then why not we're already seeing the nhl or some nhl teams utilize floorball for their community programs uh, and, and kind of build there, so why not? Uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of a natural progression. I've also been fortunate to have a number of conversations with ex- executives throughout the NHL about floorball, uh, throughout different uh, other hockey manufacturers that are, again, all looking for uh, information on how to approach this market. And it was interesting when I was talking to one in particular uh, one, a manufacturer because they were looking at how do they get into the space and asking about the market and, and where are they at. And, and they know in Europe the market is, is developed and it's there. Uh, I think they're going to, to some degree, have a challenge because there's already more well-established floorball brands out there. But if they were to put their name on it, I firmly believe that they would uh, they would grab a small... Uh, market share in the beginning. And then as they evolve, I think they would start to kind of grab some uh, some more of that as well. And the, I think the fun or interesting part to a lot of it, especially in my conversations, is the biggest market right now, I believe, is the North American market. It is just untapped uh, in, in this potential Uh, To grow as a retail market specifically, but then the number of businesses that will pop up as a result of that growth in retail uh, Is is going to expand exponentially and that is kind of another component to it is, you know, the business side of You know, just like soccer needed to grow. How did it grow it got people playing. It started youth level leagues at the very level, it lowest levels. It taught kids how to play. It, it built a pathway for them to grow as they got older throughout their their school years, in and then now you it's developed in every form and fashion you can think of. And the retail game has evolved and and jumped with it, uh, pretty staggeringly. You know, I was growing up. You, you had black cleats. That was kind of it. Anything that was color was kind of a you know one off, or it was it was not the norm. And now, you know, if you look at any soccer retail market, there it has just exploded uh, across the board. And floorball has definitely got that potential. And it's, and you're seeing this in some areas, especially throughout Europe and then and through Asia too. Uh, and then and again, the North America market with Canada. And the U.S. Uh, in particular, it's it just, again, the, the potential growth of getting kids playing and getting kids active is, I mean, the money is there. And the, the sport is there for that excitement and to get people to show up and watch and play and evolve and, and all those other things. And so it's been really interesting to see kind of how the retail part right now is set because for most people it's very segmented it's very small you really can't walk into a store or many stores uh, in the U.S. in particular some in Canada where you'll find a a floorball stick and floorball equipment Um, and I think that that is one of the things that will help over time is when people can see it uh, and go get it instead of having to only order it online, uh, then they're going to start to see it as, a, as kind of a more of a thing. But just the retail on its own is not going to push the sport forward. We have to be teaching. We have to be building those programs. One supports the other. Um, and if you don't recognize that, it's going to be more of a challenge. And some people are kind of focusing on doing everything at once and setting up leagues to sell and build because, again, one, bring, one sells and pushes the others. If you sell a stick and have nowhere for them to play, your sales are not going to expand. It's just going to drop. As well as overall, if you're not setting up programs, you need someone else to sell. Or, again, if you're starting a program, the first question you're going to get is, where can I buy a stick? And that's one of the biggest questions I get is, where can I get my own stick? And that's my goal when I set up a program is to get people to enjoy it so much they want their own equipment because that means they enjoy it enough, they want to make an investment in it. Whatever that investment is, at least I've got them thinking about this is what they want to do, this is what they want to play. So now they're at home practicing, working on their skill. Maybe they're engaging with their other friends who see that, oh, what is this I want to play? Oh, we need a stick, where do I go? Oh, I got mine at wherever store, Walmart, Dick's, Target, you know, whatever. Or got it online. Now you're playing on your own, you're developing and having fun, and then maybe you sign up for a local class, league, camp, whatever in your area to expand your league and grow it from there. So there's a lot going on in the market. It's really interesting to see where it currently is and where it potentially can go. So it, it, you know, who knows? I have a lot of faith in kind of where it's going, and I see that vision, and I know others are doing the same as well. So it will be it'll be kind of fun to see where this all goes in the next five to ten years, in particular. Um, so if you're looking for more information about floorball, you want to get started playing floorball, reach out to me, at David at floorballguru.com, or check out my website www.floorballguru.com.